Hi, y'all. Welcome to our podcast, All My Friends Are Doctors, where we reveal the scandalous shit of academia, where we talk about things that no one else wants to talk about, and where we share our personal experiences and what we've been through. So don't come for us. <laughs> We're only speaking our truth. We are your hosts, Giovanna and Ruby. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Today's episode, we're talking about mentorship. Um, so we're going to start off with a simple question. Giovanna, what is mentorship? Oh my God, taking a deep breath to really <laughs> think about that. Well, it's interesting because I think we all know what mentorship is, right? Like, I think we can have mentors outside academia, but I think we're thinking specifically within within academia, like what those mentorships are. And I think sometimes mentors are assigned to us and sometimes we seek them. And I feel like that's when sometimes like things just get difficult because in in academia, especially in graduate school, you need a mentor, right? You need a mentor. You need someone who's, you need an advisor. It's like mentor advisor to really get you through these timelines. But essentially it's someone who is supposed to guide you through the graduate process key is supposed guide. to guide oh <laughs> well what did you say I was thinking the keyword was going to be guide because yeah but yeah supposed to mm-hmm. so I feel like for me it's hard because and I kind of referenced it before that like I feel like I've always gotten like migajas, like crumbs of like mentorship and like, and I think sometimes it was difficult because I didn't really know what I was missing. Like I did, like, I just kind of, I just kind of, um, settled different. Like I didn't know that mentorship had had certain requirements, right? So they can be giving you crumbs. And I think this goes back to me being first generation that you don't really have an idea of like, what you really need from a mentorship or an advisor um so you kind of just settle and like I guess this is the way that it is like I'm supposed to feel lost in this process I'm supposed to just like yeah I'm supposed to just figure it out on my own and that's why I say like supposed to they're supposed to guide you they're supposed to like care about your progress they're supposed to care about your career goals they're supposed to like really help you through them mm-hmm. and I think they fail like at least for me they've often failed me Epically. A different what is it they failed you epically yeah yeah so I think it, it's honestly like a little bit of a a soft topic to think about um the ways that like they just haven't really shown up for me for like different reasons I don't know what it is like it could be we could talk about different reasons in terms of like um their own like commitment to it because of like pressures from academia like you tend to be rewarded because you're publishing not necessarily because your mentorship mentoring well Mm. um so that that might be another reason or they just really didn't care about you they really didn't think that you were invested in academia so they're not really gonna put so much energy into Mm -hmm. into your into your like career and stuff um so yeah but I mean I think the first time that I really like sought out mentorship was probably my junior year in undergrad and I I knew that I had to get like a faculty member to really like give me like research experiences so like I kind of went in knowing that I was gonna provide them with assistance with their research so I knew that I needed to do that but then at the same time there was like 
a little bit of expectation that you would kind of ask them questions about, well, how do I get into graduate school? Like, what is that process like? Um, and so I think that's where, like, I just feel like I just never really got, felt like they really cared. Like, you know, they kind of give me like blanket information, but not really like really wanting to help you guide you. Like eventually they did give you a letter of recommendation because you, you did um, do help with their research. So, but, but yeah, I don't know. What, what about you? What do you, what do you think about when you hear about mentoring? Yeah, a lot of what you said, basically, and it's just such a loaded question. (laughs) 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 It's just like such cringe and such heartbreak, really, when Mm. I think about mentorship and how that word is just loaded. And I think in academia, they put a lot of emphasis on mentorship. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we just really need to say, you know, faculty advisor um, Mm -hmm. or faculty, because sometimes they don't even advise you on anything, like not even like on important shit, like milestones. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Faculty, something fill in the blank. I don't care. Because I don't think either one of those words really get at how much they don't do. Mm. in our experience right yeah like in our experience uh-huh yeah I can imagine like faculty members listening and being like gasp but like oh well (laughs) (laughs) check your ego bro (laughs) I know but I really like the heartbreak part because it is so fucking heartbreaking when you start like slowly realizing the ways that they're not showing up for you Mm -hmm. because it's always such a slow progress like it's it's never like you know one day to the next you realize oh shit they're like I don't have anyone or like you know like it's always so slow I think initially you go into these mentorships like maybe in graduate school Mm -hmm. you go into these mentorships like really excited like you know you're getting to know each other you're like optimistic about what this would be it's a slow progress of feeling disappointed like and that like I know like just from from our experiences just kind of how slow like how slowly you start thinking like fuck this isn't really meeting my expectations I'm not really getting what I need and then I'm being fucking like reprimanded because I'm not meeting these milestones I'm Mm -hmm. being I'm the one that gets like talked Mm -hmm. to about like potentially having to remove myself from the program you know whatever it is like which I think that's another like just fucked up part I know like maybe like it feels like we're going all over the place but it's just like the heartbreak part really just sat with me. It was just like, cause I just slowly see your heart starts breaking once like yeah. you really, really realize like, I'm gonna have to do something about it. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. The whole thing about sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't like, like sometimes you just have to stick with this person mm-hmm. until something else magically appears something works out outside of this person or you're forced out (laughs) yeah (laughs) laughing but feeling pain at the same time it's too real shit's too real Uh, when the mentor and mentee we'll use mentor for you know for episode's sake um but just know listeners that I do not believe in the word mentor (laughs) The word mentor and mentorship in the academy has failed me epically several times, formally mm-hmm. and informally. So, mm-hmm. but for the sake of um, ease, I'll use the word mentor. 
um, yeah, when the mentor and mentee relationship just does not work and the department or the program blames the student. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like leading on to this. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like, oh, it's just, it wasn't a good match. And that's, that's where they leave it at. Mm. It was not a good match or they blame the student, but they don't ever examine or inquire or kind of like assess the mentor. Mm-hmm. And then, so that just, it sh- just gets repeated again and they continue yeah. to have mentees. Yeah. Yeah. I think saying it as like a match is a very, is it like PC word, like very politically correct, but like, really it's like your fault, like mm-hmm. as a student. Um, and I think with the match, it makes it seem like, like potentially there's some, sh- some shared ownership about like why it's not a good match, but not really. It's more of a student yep. um, because this faculty member has the power. It has like higher recognition, right. Or whatever under academia. Um, but I agree in terms like they don't really ever get that feedback. They don't really ever get that feedback that, you know what, you're, you're inadequate. <laughs> you're fucking inadequate at being a mentor. Um, yeah. Yeah. They don't get that feedback. <laughs> they don't. But they need it. They do. Y'all need this feedback. <laughs> No, and that makes me really think about like processes and like if the programs really do care about, you know, students excelling and courses improving or mentorship improving, then you need to assess, you need to have assessments, you need to have surveys. And do you really survey the mentor or mentee for like, how was this relationship? No, you don't because you don't fucking care at the end of the day. It's Mm -hmm. all like, it's all just a circus. Mm -hmm that's true because you do get surveys (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah because you do like get surveys for classes like people potentially you care you know how your teaching is going so Mm -hmm. that's another thing though like I just feel I mean in general like I think they don't people aren't hearing feedback in academia in general like even as a teacher maybe if you're a student I feel as a graduate student you tend to have a little bit more like buy-in to kind of be a better teacher but I just feel like faculty in general like I think sometimes they they can really easily dismiss that feedback yeah Um, but because I remember giving so much feedback and then nothing ever changing like in terms of the classes they're still being taught the same way so yeah but I agree in terms of like you should have some sort of accountability that there should be some some way to like really kind of even check you as a mentor to like Mm -hmm. you should have some sort of I don't know and maybe it's gonna feel punitive but there should be some sort of consequence for being a shitty mentor like yep yeah Yeah. I just laughed because the person that I think of who was my one of my mentors in graduate school like got tenured and he was a shitty ass mentor not just to me but to several people but no one really talked talked about it openly you know for whatever reason um but he's a shit ass mentor And we can think of like maybe one person who maybe is, who did well under his mentorship. It wasn't because of the mentor. Mm -hmm. It was because of the mentee, you know, he really just like threw himself into the Academy and like, was just like publishing like crazy Mm -hmm. um, and put himself out there to meet his milestones and blah, blah, whatever, be a quote unquote, a stellar graduate student. Mm -hmm. Um, Quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, 
for people who don't know, they would think, oh yeah, you know, this mentor is like amazing because look at this mentee. I'm like, no, like look at the mentee and like that was all them. And so people who were like close to the situation um, also kind of knew it wasn't because of the mentor, it was because of the mentee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and but maybe that's the thing too, that like informally they are assessed based on their mentee's success. Oh, yes. That's the, they own our success, but refuse to own our quote unquote failures. Mm, fuck. Yeah. And then I, like, I think, cause I think one thing that I'm thinking about is just like, okay, one, what makes up a shitty mentor? And then two, how do you define success of the student? So how would you define a shitty mentor first? Can I start with the second question? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. (laughs) Wait, what was the second question again? (laughs) Um how do they define success? I think how they yeah, I think how they define success in graduate school is if they're publishing, if they're getting awards and fellowships and scholarships and grants, like either internal or external grants. Um, if they're getting recognized again, like awards or anything like that. Um, at mm-hmm. conferences, through different organizations, like that's success. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they track your success after you graduate <laughs> mm. or like leading up to graduation, like, oh, where did your mentee land? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you got a prestigious postdoc? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you landed at this prestigious university? What? Uh-huh. Um, so they are very quick. Academics are very quick to own mentee success. And mm-hmm. not just um like mentors, but also like if you're part of like fellowships and like depending if it's like NIH funded, like they track your yeah. success for like 10 years or track success. They track you for 10 years. They want to know like I've invested <laughs> this much money into you. I want to see where you are in 10 years but they'll go ahead and claim you as well. Even though like none of that could have been anything attributed to me getting that fellowship with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel (laughs) fair. Honestly, I think in general, I have feelings about people claiming to have some sort of role in my success. Like I can, I, as a person who maybe is quote unquote successful should, should, be the one to give you that gratitude. You shouldn't assign <laughs> it to yourself. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah. That's facts. That's facts yeah. right there. Honestly, that's how I feel as I've come to the conclusion of my graduate school career journey is I want to thank me. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Snoop Dogg, the famous Snoop Dogg. The famous uh, Snoop Dogg quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now what was the first question? What makes a shitty mentor? Uh, I think this, I honestly, I feel like this is important to define because I just feel like there's graduate students out there that are experiencing shitty mentorship, but don't know it. Yeah. Because I, because that's the thing that like, that really makes me upset. It's just like, how we fucking settle for crumbs like we settle for crumbs of mentorship and we and we feel like we're not entitled to ask for more yeah I think you're absolutely right and I think when I think back about my first year of graduate school and 
I think the whole imposter syndrome also comes into play because mm-hmm. if we're getting a shitty mentor and we're being, we're, we're feeling a certain type of way about, okay, well, this mentor is asking me this, but I don't know like this or how to deliver that to this person. Like, mm-hmm. is it because I don't know how to do it? Is it because I'm not good enough in knowing how to learn how to do it? Or yeah. like, I don't know how to write this, this certain way, but no, it was because mm-hmm. of fucking shitty ass mentorship. Like this is semester one. This is your fucking job. Do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the part too. Like it takes me back to what we talked about. Like there's this weird expectation that you haven't gone in that haven't been admitted to the program. You already know a lot of stuff that you're like meant to learn. Mm-hmm. So like for them asking you to like deliver something like your mentor asking you to deliver something, but not helping you guide you to like how to deliver that. And that somehow there's an assumption that like you would already know how to do this. So what's wrong with you? Like, why aren't you, why aren't you doing it? Or why don't you know how to do it? And then that's the thing that you're like, then you don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, you're just kind of consumed in your own almost. What is it? Flounder, like a fish out of water. (laughs) Just flap around. (laughs) Yeah. So then you fucking figure it out with Google or, you know, like, so I feel like Google is the true mentor here. Thank you, Google. <laughs> yeah. Not sponsored. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I would define shitty mentorship as someone who doesn't give me any guidance in terms of like how to do things in graduate school in terms of like um, meeting milestones. Someone who doesn't fucking care about your well-being like somebody who is running you like tired, like with their research that all the only thing they want to talk about is the progress that you've made on their research. Yep. That to me is shitty. Um, who doesn't even check in on how you're doing in the program. Yep. Like, like you have your, you could have a mentor who maybe quote unquote is safer in terms of like the experiences that you have with other faculty. Um, but if people aren't checking in about like, you know, how are you kind of doing with other faculty in their classes? Like you yeah. could potentially, you know, like you could be really like struggling with other faculty who in some ways are microaggressive depending on your identities or who, who are saying shitty things to you or whatever, you know, but like, they're not checking in with like how you're doing as a student in, in other classes. To me, that that's also another shitty quality of a, of a mentor, not checking in on that um someone who doesn't even check in in terms of it's your first year in the graduate program and hasn't asked you how you're adjusting to like a doctoral program or your master's program that's a shitty mentor what else those are all facts (laughs) you said no lies (laughs) I think the whole well-being is lacking in this mentorship relationship. Even when we think that there's like, uh, like you said, a mentor that we feel more comfortable um, or more safe in talking about our experiences, they still don't really ask about our well being or how we are. Um, and they still expect us to just continue to perform. Yeah. I think it's part of the de- dehumanizing aspect of academia that somehow like your intellectual cognitive abilities are just like one part. And that's all we need. 
that's all we need for academia, you know? Remove everything else. <laughs> yeah, anything else to human feelings, like well-being is yeah. it's not it's not it. Yeah. Like to even talk about it is just like, ooh. Like, yeah. It's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was also Oh, go ahead. No, you first. <clears throat> um, when you said like um another thing that came to mind when you talked about like what is a shitty mentor? I also think that they're projecting their own insecurities and their own inadequacies and their own incompetencies onto the mentee. Mm-hmm. Say more. <laughs> I like, I know that this is facts, but say more. <laughs> uh, I just think about my first mentor as a graduate school and I'm just like, bro, like, mm. how? it makes me wonder, like, how did you get here? Was it your white maleness or like what? <laughs> Mediocre <laughs> white man, like. <laughs> It really was <laughs> because I just see incompetencies and insecurities and just not good. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like <clears throat> if mentorship was, if mentorship was taken from the perspective of like, we're both equal in some way, like that we both have stuff to learn from each other, there wouldn't be such a need for that flex or that such need for like proving competence or you know like I don't know like I would much rather have a mentor like if I came to them and was like I need help doing this and they're like you know what I don't have that knowledge of expertise let's figure out together or let me connect you with someone that I know could you know so like yep if there was kind of that openness in the mentorship and there was like a genuine belief that we both have knowledge that we could share with each other yeah but there isn't like there's a hierarchy of like somehow this like faculty member and like that creates a lot of pressure for them too I can see that perspective too um so yeah absolutely I think it just goes back to what we had mentioned in the other episode about at each stage you're having to prove yourself and so faculty who are mentors are having to prove that they are competent and that they are all this on knowing being which is we mm-hmm. know it's not true like no one can be that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's not true <laughs> and hold up if there's a mentor out there that you have and they come off as if they know everything and they have all the answers for you and that they meet all your needs run away from that shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's another thing for one second yeah and that's another thing that like there's like this weird ownership of people oh yes that it's almost taboo for you to go seek additional help that you're not getting from your mentor like and it's like weird it's like honestly nasty the way that like some faculty then like yeah it's possessive but then the way that I've also just heard that like they almost go behind like your back to say like oh they approached me about this like is it okay if I you know this all you don't want to step on any toes I'm just like what the fuck bro like I'm not owned by anyone like yep what the hell yeah yeah when I so when I switched mentors it made me think about that um how we had to make sure that neither mentor felt a certain type of way about me switching mentors even though it was pretty like clear cut that this decision had it like this had to be done Mm mm-hmm and even though I wasn't sneaking around or no one was sneaking around, <laughs> like, but sneaking around, I know. Right. <laughs> Sounds so scandalous. I know. <laughs> but yeah, just to make sure like we were all out in the open and no one was sneaking around and I, I wasn't being poached. 
Oh my gosh. Like that word was used. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so that was like my own my only experience of like ownership. Mm. Um, but I do have a friend who according to him, he had a really good mentor in graduate school. And- <laughs> oh my god, so you're like according to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the outside view, I would question it, but I'm like, oh. whatever. If those, if he meets your needs, whatever. True. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to be shady, <laughs> but yeah. According to him, he did have a really good mentor, and there's this fellowship that I had applied to, and I got accepted, and that required one of the components was to have a formal mentor through this fellowship, and then I asked him if he was going to apply because the plan was to apply together, so we can both be like cohort mates. And that would be fun. He's like, no, I didn't. I ended up not applying. I'm like, I'm like, why? I'm like, he's like, yeah, my mentor said that I didn't need another mentor or like, what the <laughs> fuck? Something along those lines, something along those lines. He's like, and I'm like, oh, and he's like, yeah, I guess he <laughs> thinks that, you know, I need, I can get everything that I need from him. And it will be just kind of weird if I was to like go somewhere else and like get that from somewhere else. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah how are you gonna tell me what i need <laughs> yeah. i'm like what the hell? yeah yeah shit's weird huh it is that's nasty yeah it's gross it's gross but i mean it's honestly like you know from a therapist view <laughs> that's a fucking controlling toxic ass relationship yeah for someone to tell you like i have everything i that you need I feel like that can really create the scenario where like where abuse can happen. Any type of like verbal emotional abuse can happen in that relationship where where you're feeling honestly like kind of trapped like you can't go to anyone else and like if you know like you're feeling like you can't speak to anyone else like that's that's honestly alarming. Yeah. Yeah, it is controlling. Mhm. Yeah. And and I think the one thing that also like bothers me is just like that there's this like having to protect their feelings like faculty's feelings oh. <laughs> like hold on let me just laugh at that uh, <laughs> I mean nobody fucking cared about my feelings like nobody's caring about how I feel in this relationship but somehow I'm supposed to tiptoe around you like yep. and I still remember like when I was making the switch um I had I sent a letter I sent it I was like I wasn't formally asking for the change through email it was this was during the pandemic already so we weren't meeting um which would have been harder honestly to have to do it in person I know you had to do it in person but um I sent I sent like the draft email to my new mentor and I feel like he was the one who wanted it like he wanted me to send it to him to make to like to make sure that it was approved you know like he wanted no like he wanted to see what I was going to tell her oh oh that's right he he wanted to see what I was going to tell her so he's like yeah he made he framed it as like send it to me and I can give you feedback and I'm like okay like (laughs) I'll send it to you but you know he made it seem like I wanted to send it to him type of thing I think it was more he wanted to kind of check to make sure that I wasn't didn't go off on her I guess like (laughs) wasn't quote-unquote unprofessional whatever that that means (laughs) and so I sent it to him and it was a little dry, you know, it was just like, I think the best thing for me is to go with, with this person. 
I feel like we're not, you know, like I was kind of just, it was dry. Like I wasn't fluffing it up for her, for her in terms of like, my time with you has been great and blah, blah. Like there was none of that fluff because I was just like over it, you know, like I was like, I'm done with, I'm done with her. Like, let me just move. And so when (laughs) he sent it back to me, there was more fluff. There was more (laughs) fluff and like, very just like I'm appreciative of, of everything oh. that I've like learned under you blah 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 and maybe honestly like maybe there was some of that but because of where I was in terms of my feelings like I wasn't I wasn't trying to give her that grace I wasn't trying to get her, give her that gratitude mm-hmm. I mean learning always happens even in shitty relationships so of course I learned how to fucking self-advocate for myself like there was that learning that came this like because of my experiences with her you know yeah. so so I mean I guess like yeah there's gratitude to be said about it like from the experience not from her yeah exactly (laughs) um so there was more fluff on it like I had to be kind of cautious and like honestly I feel like she felt the same way about me I don't think she really cared for me I don't think she felt like it was a loss really um but but I just don't like that I'm just kind of like you're an adult like why are you taking things personal if this is a quote-unquote academia is supposed to be like so not personal everything is like quote-unquote professional you know you're just like you're not trying to bring in any of emotions like why is it personal that I need that it's a business you know like it's a business transaction I need to change to someone who's going to give me what I need because I'm trying to get my degree yep so I'm just kind of confused by that their egos are so fragile Mm -hmm. so fragile they are and I think from what you're describing to me and like from my personal experience like I feel like it always has to end up landing on the mentee like the responsibility of like having that conversation or sending that Mm -hmm. email even though we both know this shit's not working out yeah but it puts a lot of pressure a lot of responsibility a lot of like I don't know it's just, it's just a lot for for it to be all on the mentee. Mm-hmm. It is. And I was thinking, like, it was just... <laughs> it was like a relationship breakup when I ended mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a goodbye. I'll see you around, you know? I'll see you in the hallways. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm... Please don't be too sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know the best mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was just like a relationship breakup honestly like even though the mentor was like um was already spoken to I guess I don't know it sounds like so yeah. like official or just so like reprimanded but yeah he was already he already had a heads up mm. what that conversation was I don't know but I wish I was a fly on the wall when that happened mm-hmm. because I want to see that white man cry and suffer. <laughs> oh my God. I wanted to see, you know, his ego break. I don't know. I just, I wanted to see his ego hurt. Um, yeah. So I never got to get a sense of like what that conversation was like. And I feel like as a mentee, as the other half of this relationship, I mm-hmm. should have had access to that. I should have had some knowing of like what it was. Yeah. Cause it was such a horrible relationship. Um, but I didn't. So he was already spoken to by another faculty person. 
I guess like quote unquote supervisor. Um, and he had a heads up, but yet I still had to go in and also say like, Hey, by the way, we're ending this. Mm-hmm. I'm ending this. And it mm-hmm. literally felt like a breakup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's weird. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to take that. Is it like protective or is it like, like what's the purpose of that faculty member going behind your back to talk to this other faculty member, just like a heads up, Ruby's going to break up with you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And I don't know. So I don't know if it's protective, but it was also just the way that everything kind of happened. Mm. The we'll call him supervisor because you know y'all need to know all the details but the supervisor (laughs) right (laughs) we're not there yet maybe one day but the supervisor called me in and was just kind of like questioning my development in the program like Mm -hmm. questioning if I even belonged in the program Mm -hmm. and I'm like the fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) again this is another white man shocker Mm -hmm. but I was like fuck this and so I had to hurry up and scurry and find another mentor and it was a very drawn out process, I feel like, or it, at least it felt like a very drawn out process. But he had told me, the supervisor had told me that he was going to talk to the mentor and let him know what was happening. And like what he had told me to do was just to essentially find another mentor. That was option one. The other option was to like leave graduate school. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fucking bad. <sighs> Uh, white man I swear so so he really just said it as like I'm gonna do this I'm just giving you a heads up I'm gonna talk to him yeah yeah like he was you know kind of like quote-unquote in charge Hmm. and he I mean I guess like if not him who else like I don't think there was anybody else to like really like so in a way like he was fucking asshole and fucking horrible Mm -hmm. for telling me to like leave the program but at the Mm -hmm. same time he helped facilitated the whole process Mm. I don't know it's weird it's it's weird and so he ended up talking to the mentor and letting him know like hey I've told her to find another mentor or she'll be looking for another mentor so but Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just it's a lot it's a lot (laughs) yeah and I think I mean, I do wonder like what that what his intentionality was in saying that in terms of like I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a heads up. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like honestly like to protect him, um, for, yeah. in some ways. Yeah. I don't know, because I I get I don't know. I mean, it could also be to like help you, but I I honestly kind of doubt it. Um, just yeah, because we, we but, know. <laughs> uh, yeah, given what we know. But then I think the second part of that is just like go find someone mm-hmm. that 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 burden is on you and that's another shit that pisses me the fuck off it's just the way that I know that faculty are human and that something's happened that maybe they need to leave but they don't they give two fucks about like you in terms of like finding another mentor like you know it's on you like and I just feel like I even think about that from the (laughs) perspective of attachments like the attachments and the relationships that we have with people just the way that like how much anxiety that could provoke to know that your mentor could just be gone and then you have to go find someone like it's on you if you want to continue in this program you need to go find someone and then you have to it's like because of the nature of the relationships you're also going to ask people and like people reject people like you know yeah. you put yourself in a situation where the then faculty is like I can't yep 
not because I don't like you, but maybe because I have a lot of students or, or maybe it is because they don't like you. And, and they're just saying something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's heartbreaking as well. Like someone just broke up with you in this weird system where like people are fucking sharks and like you're going to go try and find refuge somewhere and people shut the door on you sometimes so then you're you're scrambling and I feel like I just know too like too many of those stories of just like faculty up and leave yep and then you're dangling like you're just homeless like I don't know how else to describe it it's just upsetting like it's just upsetting because I just you don't need that stress given that the program is already stressful yeah for sure because we're we're dependent on these people like we Mm -hmm. need to be attached to a faculty mentor yeah to make it through like we're not dependent by choice because I could get shit done faster quicker like if I didn't have to if I didn't have to go through like this other person you know what I mean like it's not dependent by choice. Like there's a, the way that things are documented also is like freaky for me. Like oh yeah, the way you have to formally dismiss your, your mentor, like on paper, <laughs> on fucking dismiss. paper. Yeah. Be gone, be gone. Good riddance. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a weird like formal process to it all. Um, that I think, I don't know. Like it's just, I think the whole thing, honestly, like I would, I could coin it as traumatic, just like the way that you have to break up with your faculty member. And then like, it's not done. Like not after that conversation, is it done? Like you have to make it official documented with the university and then maybe then, then it's done. (laughs) Yep. No, you're right. Cause I forgot about that. Like the paperwork that has to go into it Mm -hmm. or like leaving a paper trail just to like cover your basis. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when I broke up with my, <laughs> with my mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, you look pretty sad. Let me just throw <laughs> that out there. <laughs> As he should me. <laughs> <laughs> he looked pretty sad, like heartbroken or just kind of like, I just remember him just like awkwardly or just kind of like in like, you know, not awkwardly, but like, just like fiddling with the I think it was like maybe a paper clip as I was like breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess that gives me a little glimpse as to like what the conversation was or like how he felt about it. You know, mm-hmm. even if the conversation did go to like protect him or whatever, what have you. Mm-hmm. It honestly feels like a movie as I think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. I was in the middle or kind of like coming to an end of like meeting one of my milestones and I needed to make sure that I had signatures or the signature of my mentor. And so I needed his signature for this completing this milestone before I even made the switch over to my new mentor. Yeah, it was like, um, I remember because it was like you would conclude this milestone under his mentorship still. Uh So you still needed. And that's the thing that also bothers me that like, because feelings are like involved but you can never really express those feelings because Mm -hmm. you still have to you can't burn that bridge quote unquote right Um, people are always telling you like you can't burn that bridge right so you still needed his signature so you can't say like fuck you you were a piece of shit like (laughs) as much as you want to as much as you like 
would want to just like contarles sus verdades. Like you can't. Um, and like, because you still need them. So you yeah. still need them to some extent. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it becomes official. Um, yeah. Eventually, like you're not having any contact with them. Eventually, you're walking down the hall and they say hi. Uh, and maybe you'll see a congratulatory email after like hearing about how well you're doing how without their mentorship. <laughs> Man, yeah. Oh, man, we've come a long way. Cause as you're describing all of this, I'm like, fuck, I really went through that. <laughs> you did. And I think like, that's the thing. Like, I know we we laugh, but it's a, a strenuous, like taxing process. Like, yeah, I remember practicing with you, like oh. at Starbucks when you were, when you were gonna have that conversation with, with, oh my gosh. with him. And I remember talking to you about like, about like yeah my my switch and just like we practice we have to fucking rehearse this shit with one another yeah yeah and I don't know like the whole thing is honestly painful like I, there's no other way to to describe it we do it because we're badasses but like yeah there's no way you're, you're not coming out of that still like hurt like in some way with some bruises like yeah yeah and I remember, like, <clears throat> when I was doing the switch with my, well, like, I just for, like, a little bit of context, you know, when I was admitted into the program, it was, like, they admitted me under, like, dual mentorship. So <clears throat> it was, like, which that whole thing was weird to me, too, because because I know how academia functions and because I know that there's a structure. I know that there's, like, the way that it's kind of organized I know that there's a structure to it. So like, I need to know the structure too, right? So I need to know so that I can know how to fu- how to function in this system. So it was weird to me when I was admitted under dual mentorship because I didn't know like, well, what the fuck? Like, you know, like it was weird. Like, it's like, it's almost like having two boyfriends. I don't know how to do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs> I was like, well, what do I go to you for? You know, like, what the fuck do I need you honestly do? Like, but no, like, because I was admitted, like, you know, when you're getting in, like, you don't really know much about, like, them. So I didn't really, like, I ended up to just, like, relying more on, like, one of the mentors because they're the ones, like, that I was admitted into their, like, lab, basically. So then I guess she took more primary primary mentorship. And so I was transitioning into my secondary mentor, like, who technically on paper, he was a mentor of mine, but I really wasn't having a lot of contact and communication we also had a, had had a rupture in our relationship through like one of our class to one of the classes and so I really wasn't really fucking with him like that either um but he seemed the better of both Option. right yeah but no I think at that point when I was making that switch I had we had worked a little bit more on like building that relationship up like repairing some of that rupture but I remember <clears throat> when I taught when we were having a meeting to talk about like how do I proceed and like ending this mentorship there was a lot of tears that came out in that meeting too and there was also a lot on my end I was also trying to protect him in some way because they were friends because like oh that's right because they had come from the same program and like they were friends you know so like for me to have shared some of my difficult experiences with this mentor was already kind of like fuck I, I already felt some type of way about sharing yeah. this um 
And so like, I checked in with him and I was just like, how are you kind of feeling with all of this? Cause like, how do you, there's no way that you're keeping the pro- the professional and the personal aside like that. Like there's gonna, yeah. there's gonna be feelings about it in general. So I did check in with him and like, I don't necessarily feel like <clears throat> it, I guess I don't feel like it dissuaded me from doing it, from like making that, that change. But I did worry about like his feelings. Like I did worry about them. Not that I should have, but. Because you're but, a nice person. <laughs> so, yeah, but I don't know. Like it just, it just, it's taxing emotionally. It really is. Yeah. Well, that makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Because you really are a nice person for people who don't know Giovanna. She's really nice. <laughs> Stuff. She's very caring. Except the compliment, Giovanna. Except the facts. <laughs> so that was like very nice of you because to check in with him because I think other people wouldn't fucking care. Mm. Other people wouldn't care and they would just, you know, yeah, they just probably wouldn't check in. It also makes me think about when you had told I, I my memory's so shitty because you had mm. told me that. But I forgot. And then I just remembered again as you're telling me this story. Like it makes me think about like how uncomfortable of a situation it is for that faculty person to mm-hmm. be in. Because I think I think when you first when this first happened, I was thinking about like us. Mm. Um like you know, in the future in this other universe. Yes, where we're, yeah. yeah, in this other universe where we're both faculty, tenure track faculty at the same college, at the same department. And like, mm-hmm. if that was to happen to us, mm-hmm. you know, in either direction, like, how would I handle it is what mm-hmm. I was thinking when you were telling me that the first time. Yeah, you're right. I, had, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, like, you know, we're really good friends. And like, if we were faculty at the same department, and one of our mentees was asking for a change from each other, like, it would kind of be a little bit of a process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's really like talked about or like faculty don't really have the tools or a process or method to really handle that when that comes mm-hmm. up, because that happens a lot because mm-hmm. these are, they, they do become, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was thinking like, not just with you, but with, like other people, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what if I'm, I become problematic? Like, and then like. <laughs> my my colleagues slash friends like are coming are gonna have to like come to me and like call me I'm Mm -hmm. like how will I feel how will I react will I react like will Mm -hmm. I just be more problematic like I don't know it just made me think about there's really no way to kind of handle all the messiness of what is these relationships Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the thing too though that like I just I do still feel like one of the things that would bother me but it gets to the point where it can be toxic. Like it gets to the point where like you're not hearing students' feedback because you're not trying to ruffle any feathers with them. Specifically yeah. when it came to stuff with like discrimination or or you know things that you're like microaggressions that, that you're raising serious issues on, and they just can't find a way to do that because it's just like this is my family, you know, this is my yeah. friend. And but like I just think the the students suffer. Like the students, and that's the thing that bothers me too. Of just like. I don't think that's fair. Um, I don't think that's fair. Like for students who are clearly having problems with this faculty member, but because you've adopted them as family or because you have a really close relationship with family, you can't view them in any other way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and then, so then the student is the one who's like, 
shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. And the student's the one who has to adapt then to the dynamic. And then, yeah, and then once you know how it functions, you get to a point where you're just like, this is just the shit that it is. It just is what it is. So I'm just going to swallow shit, like, as a, yeah. as a student, as a one that has, like, less power. Mm-hmm. And so you're then you're just so afraid to even say anything because it's like, you're not, nothing's going to change. Like, this just, that's just the way the department is. Yeah. The student gets the short end of the stick. And always there's major conflict of interest, like with faculty and like their colleagues slash friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, oh, it's gross. <laughs> it is. Because it goes back to, I don't know if we talked about this in the other episodes, we're like, then we talk about like abuse and power and like harassment and like no one wants to call out that faculty person mm-hmm. out for its abuse and power and harassment mm-hmm. or discrimination. Mm-hmm. Or, and if that person is like well-known in the field, well, you don't want to, I guess, lose your social capital with this person and potentially with other people that know this person because you're just still trying to climb the academic ladder and don't want (laughs) to fuck up your career for the sake of, you know, ethics and student well-being. Mm -hmm. And that's why I just feel like your values are being compromised. Like, do you have, do you know that? Like, you know, like speaking (laughs) to the faculty member, like your values are being compromised as you're like climbing this ladder. Are you going to like yourself when you're at the top? And maybe we're like staying away from like, oh no, girl preach, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I mean, like that family shit, like I remember being in a meeting with several faculty and this one faculty was being violent, like had said something that in my opinion was very violent and they didn't say shit, like they didn't intervene in any way and we're offering more empathy to that person and this is a group of students that were sitting in on this Zoom uh, meeting. And I'm just like, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's fucking gross. But yeah, do y'all have values? Like, do y'all know what values are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are y'all values? Like, it's just really interesting because people have different values and maybe our values are just not the values that faculty hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Did they ever, I don't know, did they lose them? Did they just kind of like, eh, you know, anything to get tenured? Yeah. Because I think it's really easy in the system, in the white supremacist system of the academy to lose yourself and just do whatever it takes to get tenured. And that's been my biggest fear. And I've told you this, Giovanna, and I told other people, I'm like, you better check my ass if I ever become problematic in any other fucking way. Like, Mm. I do not want to change for the worse in this system mm-hmm. or because of the system or to get fucking tenured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's easy. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll advocate, you know, whenever I get tenured or I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll really mentor whenever I get tenured or I'll, I'll, I'll make some real change when I get tenured. They're lying to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever told you that is lying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, like, I don't know, maybe we, we don't have that perspective because we haven't, we don't have that experience as faculty member. Um, 
but I mean, I guess in a way it makes sense that your values change once you're, once you maybe get a bigger, a broader sense of how things function, you know, like no one's going to give you an award for like being congruent with their values, to be honest, in academia, <laughs> like. Yo, hold up. Let's just pause on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not being rewarded the way that you're being rewarded to, for buying into the values of academia, for right. really like stepping on people to get to where you want to be you know what I mean so like I you know when you put it in that perspective it makes sense it makes sense that people would lose sight of what their values are if they're just so hyper focused on this one goal if you're hyper focused on being congratulated and celebrated for being successful in academia like yeah then it makes sense mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just still pausing and just like letting it soak in as to like what you just said (laughs) it's the nail on the head Mm. honestly yeah when you were Mm. you're sharing about your other experience with um that faculty who didn't say anything and was just trying to empathize and consolidate their friend it made me think of (laughs) another situation (laughs) (laughs) your cup of tea um yeah of these two latinas these two non-black latinas who i was trying to make organizational change you know shame Mm -hmm. on you ruby (laughs) um or (laughs) trying to make organizational change for a you know latino organization or hispanic Mm -hmm. organization and there's resistance and this one faculty felt offended or it was just fucking gaslighted Mm -hmm. when I had a meeting with her. And then this person that I thought was my mentor, another non-black Latina who I had looked up to and had relied on her for like a good portion of my graduate school just did not show up for me as I Mm -hmm. thought she would. And she placed her, um, she she had a better what's the word she cared more about her relationship with her with that faculty than she did with Mm -hmm. me yeah and I think that particular instance was particularly violent because she did she fronted with you that Mm -hmm. she was yeah she fronted with you initially that she was about it that she was on your side that she had your back yep then when it came really down to really like really really having my back like show she up haven't yeah. yeah show up yeah and she didn't have and she didn't have it uh-uh. and that's why that's gonna be a whole another episode about non-black latinas and why we're problematic <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's because the, the way that we buy into this like kool-aid and the system like and then we can then we perpetuate the things that we're against but yeah a uh, topic for another episode but I yeah, think like we'll have to go into that story a little bit more. But that was just kind of like, you know, uh-huh. a little summary. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking about, I think the way that that relationship, that mentorship relationship ended was also fucked up because it was a lot of silence. Like after they didn't show up for you. Oh, yeah, after, yeah, yeah. Oh, talk about me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after, like, they fucked up and we're just like, actually, I'm not all about this. Actually, I don't have your back. 
I got ghosted, um, y'all. Yeah. I legit got ghosted. Uh-huh. Day, I've been ghosted. Yeah. Which I was just like, what the fuck? What is this? This is high school shit. Like. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. I don't know. When I think about this, it makes me sad because I think about, okay, so this person has the inability to handle conflict and conflict of interests. And it's not able to communicate, at least to me, mm-hmm. in any sort of type of way. Mm-hmm. You're a grown-ass woman. Mm-hmm. Who I think in some ways very much still feels small. You yeah. mean for you to, like, bow down like that? Yeah. That tells me that you feel small in some way, which yep. which it, that, like, then really makes me empathize with her. Like, feel, I feel sad. Yeah. But it also reminds me of like, I remember I shared this with you. Like I had this horrible experience with the men- with the faculty member who microaggressed me. I show up and talk about it with my advisor, my mentor. And she literally tells me, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, you know what I mean? And That's I'm just right. like, that makes me sad too. Just like, you feel like you have no power. Mm-hmm. And nobody feels like they have any power. And I'm just like, That's sad. Like, that's really sad. And granted, like, it's also sad for me because I didn't get the support that I needed after, like, being microaggressed. But, like, just more empathetic. Not more. I think I was just holding both of just, like, I was upset for sure. I was upset for me because I don't I don't expect anything from anyone, really. Like, for mentorships, I, I don't expect anything. And this is the first time that I really did go in there wanting something, like, like talking about it wanting some sort of support I didn't get anything and for me like it's hard to not take that as like this is the this is why this is why I don't go and ask people this is why I don't like lean into my mentorship so much and like it makes me upset you know because I know like I'm missing out on something but it's still like was a reminder of just like this is why I handle my own shit this is like why I don't like to depend on advisors this is why like I think it's fucked up the way that like they really hold so much power in terms of like the way that they have to be involved in your graduate training, sometimes it's like, it bothers me. Because I'm just like, what the fuck are you good for if you're not here to really help support me through everything that comes with graduate school? Which also comes like navigating some of these shitty relationships that can happen with, between like other faculty. You know what I mean? So it just, it does make me upset. And I think like, even recently, I had like that reminder of just like, I think like, right now I find myself in a better place with like, mentorship like with a better advisor like there's always going to be like growing areas for sure but I find myself in a better like relationship right in a better mentorship relationship and I remember when I was like coming into like this big semester I already was going in with the with the intention that I was going to do shit on my own right that I wasn't that I wasn't really going to expect much from from him in terms of like feedback in terms of like guidance but he really reminded me like when I was like okay and I do this and I do that and he was just like you're not doing this on your own like I'm I'm here like I'm gonna help you I'm gonna give you feedback and I remember like that was the first time dude that I was like okay okay like you're right so like and this is how it should be. Like, this is how it should be. I should have this support, like, throughout. And he did, like, show up for me, like, this semester. He did give me a lot of feedback. I think it was the reason that, like, 
I mean, I'm I'm pretty cool, but like yes. it was a reason that I was like pretty successful this semester in terms of getting internship interviews and things like that and meeting my milestones, you know, because he was he was there. I think he um he didn't really give me like the feedback and guidance that I needed. But it's still a little bit of like a struggle of just like, I don't really expect much from advisors, from mentorships, you know, like, it's a little sad, because I just feel like, yeah, like, you should, like, they should have an investment in your in your training, they should want to build this relationship with you, especially at this stage, in like graduate school as a, as a doctoral student, like, even as a master's student, like, I don't want to like, put a hierarchy, but just like, these are people that are going to be your colleagues. So you should be invested in the relationship. But yeah, it's a, it's a doozy of a topic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. It's a doozy. <laughs> it's, it's really sad. Like that's the only word that can like really describe this. It's just, it's sad. Mm-hmm. And as you were telling me your story, like, I'm just like, my eyes are getting watery and I just, Mm-hmm. I feel that pain and that sadness with you. It's just like not going to these people who are supposed to be our mentors and like knowing that like, eh, I might just get something from them. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to really show up for me fully. Yeah. I might get like half advice. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's a thing too, that I like, I still feel really proud about like my, 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 my attempts, you know, like that, like I really did try, like I tried asking for like help for what I needed. They couldn't deliver. That's a different story. Like that's not on me, but it's not because I wasn't trying because I like, I get that like a relationship with advisorship relationships. It's a, it's a two way street. Like it's two ways. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, like, um it takes effort on your part too to really kind of in some ways mold them to like what you need and like the relationship that wasn't that haven't been successful it wasn't because of my lack of trying you know like of course absolutely I gave them feedback and I know you did too like oh yes as much as like (laughs) (laughs) you know I told them how I was feeling like I told them how like how I wasn't getting what I needed and like was like they just couldn't hear it like they just like when one year after another like anyways tell me like what you did for me like my research you know like that process feedback <laughs> yeah I still remember like this one time like I had gone in into like this meeting I knew that we were going to talk about the duties that were had been assigned to me about this research project so I went in, like talked about it, but I also had the intention of like, I want to separate our meetings. Like I want to have a meeting for research, but I also want to have a meeting for advisorship. And I specifically asked for that. And they literally were like, I see no point to that. We can just have a conversation here. Like we can just merge the meetings together. And I remember I was like, all right, okay. So I guess like that's the way that we ended up proceeding. But I mean, of course, like there wasn't any space for my advisorship, you know, like there was only space for her to like ask me how, what was it like? What did you find in, in the literature? Like, and I was just so annoyed. I'm just like, and I, I remember at one point I did tell her like, it should be a fucking mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah. Like, and 
that's when she started hearing me because she was offended that I had uh, shared that, uh, that I was like, because <laughs> she's like, I mean, it is. And I'm like, that's not how I'm feeling it. Like, you just care about your research. You just care about like what I have done this week in terms of your research. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, it ended up being a conversation where we did kind of talk a little bit more about like how we're feeling about each other. And like, I was hopeful at the end of that, that meeting that things would change. They didn't, but spoiler they didn't I asked, <laughs> I asked for like them to be removed from my from my mentorship team <laughs> um so yeah but that's what I'm saying like I'm still very proud of like I still try it like I still gave them feedback I still try it to really tell them like this is the type of mentorship advisorship that I need mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes back to like they just don't get this feedback like that's not a natural thing to occur in the academy Mm -hmm. as much as I say oh I'm open for feedback or it's a two-way process bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I forgot I did Giovanni you're making me remember everything yeah you (laughs) did my trauma has made me like just forget a lot of shit Mm -hmm. um but yeah fuck it was early on with my crappy ass mentor and I'm like okay I need to give this person feedback because I'm not getting what I I need. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to come in with like a clear plan of like plan of like, this is what you can do to help me get what I need from this mentorship experience. And I think I even like wrote it out and drafted it out on Mm -hmm. a piece of paper. I think you helped me, right? (laughs) I think we practiced it. Yes. I think I even went to the problematic Latina who had ghosted me. And even asked her for advice Mm -hmm. as to how to handle him. Mm -hmm. And she was the one that gave me the advice of like, you know, he's going to like, like having clear cut solutions. So like list Mm -hmm. them out. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I spent a great amount of time and Mm -hmm. energy and effort on this shit only for it not to like really come out. Like it just, Mm -hmm. it did not work out. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think anything really happened upset. I was airing my grievances. I gave mm-hmm. him solutions, amazing solutions, by the way. <laughs> and nothing happened. Yeah. I mean, talk about like you did the work for him. You know what I mean? Like you're not like, I'm not here putting you in the position where you're scrambling to find the solutions. I'm fucking giving them to you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like all you have to do is perform. Like seriously, all you have to do is perform. And that's it. Like, just follow these steps. I just feel like there's no clear way. And like, I think sometimes it's not as clear. For, you know, people don't get that clear feedback sometimes. Yeah. But I'm like, you're getting it. So I'm just Man. like, what's the hold up here? I think it's just you not trying, not wanting to try. Like, it's you just not wanting to do it. You just had to do A, B, and C, and D, and E. Like, uh. man, I'm so amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, Lord. Yeah. What a topic. So, yeah, (laughs) you can get feedback. Whether or not something happens from that feedback, who knows? Mm -hmm. From a sample of two, nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I think like I would encourage people to try. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on the situation is, I think you can also have a violent advisor that maybe could quickly turn violent in terms of like, you know, not wanting to hear any feedback. That's just up to the discretion. But yep. yeah, 
I do feel like there is space to try to just really kind of tell them like what you're not getting. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes it's it's like, I feel like going back to like academia being duds and like being robots, like people don't have like personality sometimes. Like faculty members sometimes don't have personalities. Like for me, part of my personality is to check in with you about like how you're fucking doing. Like for real, tell me what's going on. I care about like how you're doing as a person, not necessarily yeah. like as a student. But I think sometimes faculty doesn't, they don't have that. Like, and you know, we call it like personalismo, like personality, like have a personality, like bring it in. Tell me like what you're watching on Netflix, something, you know, like, (laughs) so I guess like that's to say like maybe some aspects they won't be able to meet you on. Like if you wanted that personality aspect of it, Mm -hmm. but I mean, at the very least, like a check-in of just how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I always take it back to the system where like the system does not allow for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's all just produce, produce. Mm-hmm. There's no path in the system for mentors to ask, hey, how are you doing? What have you been watching Netflix? Mm-hmm. There's no, yeah. Not that I'm trying to yeah. excuse any faculty, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it makes sense. Like it's just not part of like the system. Uh, so, what are your takeaways? <laughs> <laughs> it's what do we sad. learn here today? <laughs> Students are floundering. <laughs> yeah, we have floundered and then uh-huh. found our way back into the ocean and yeah. thrived yeah <laughs> despite of it all for real despite, despite trying to be eaten by sharks multiple sharks mm-hmm. we have swam away and kept going <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have escaped the teeth <laughs> the shark teeth yeah with just a little scabs and bruises but we're here i still have one fin i'm okay <laughs> why was that so descriptive i just have one feeling i'm okay (laughs) that's my takeaway my ocean analogy Mm -hmm. yeah just keep swimming (laughs) y'all yeah and i think mine is don't stay away from asking for what you need and i like you deserve better mentorships and i i do feel like you can find it um and might not look as faculty maybe it looks like an outside person maybe it looks like a community member maybe it looks like a graduate student but another graduate student I think it's fair and it's more than fair like to just ask for what you need so yeah with that goodbye hope you enjoyed all of this and again don't come for us <laughs> why is that always the ending line yeah don't come for us because we said a lot of shit <laughs> i know i know yeah please don't come for us Feel we're free not to. here for it yeah develop your own podcast if you want to counter <laughs> anything all right bye bye